0: We, we, we are online 24 7. This is what we play. Hey, Cigarin, see
1: the representation January. Yeah. Play all Bidanio Sonor
2: next
3: to us. Follow us
2: on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Attack a watch.
3: Represent for January. You want to play? This is like a watch. A steel, the heat, with us, with us. Radio. No, no, do no, far no, 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 no. Well. Radio. I online radio station. For love. Strap
2: yourself in. Because we Radio. Radio.
1: To all our listeners around the world, logged on to JanoRadio.com and QMZradio.com. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app today, J A H K N O, available in your Apple Store and Google Play Store. It is Thursday, May 26, Hashtag TBT throwback Thursday, and I'm taking it back to my high school days. The songs that came out during that decade (laughs) and the songs we loved thank you so much for joining me for coffee and
4: toe
1: world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our reviews follow me on twitter at me media moments that's m i media moments And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In international news, four of eight missing minors found dead in Burkina Faso. Bulgaria uses police dogs, violence and refugee pushbacks, according to the Human Rights Organization. United Nations Security Council sets vote on tougher North Korea sanctions. Senegal hospital fire, 11 newborn babies died. Never going to happen. Ukraine blasts trading land for peace. In news out of North America, Uvalde school shooter's grandfather says massacre still has not sunk yet. Did not know grandson had weapons. Shock, horror, as Uvalde mourns children killed in the school shooting. Trump Crews scheduled to address NRA forum after Texas shooting. States divided on gun controls even as mass shootings rise. In business and tech news, celebrity cruise passenger claims ship medics gave her HIV infected blood during transfusion. Apple boosts starting pay for U.S. workers to $22 per hour northwestern engineers invent the world's smallest remote-controlled walking robots twitter agrees to pay millions in fines after u.s government alleges privacy violations in health and science news south africa no need for mass monkeypox immunizations says the expert hundreds of elderly new yorkers to receive robot that will help with loneliness in sports news the nfl says it holds players to account for their personal conduct is the sean watson's case shattering that illusion celtics run past the heat 93 80 move one win from nba finals Ooh, i'm batting my fingernails on that one portugal approves the sale of chelsea by abramovich in the caribbean corner out of belize Search continues for person who tried to poison villagers in Trinidad and Tobago. Government discontinues TNT Travel Pass system. And out of Jamaica, protect English as language of labour force, says the Prime Minister. In Latin America, in Cuba, caution and confusion meet eased U.S. sanctions. Our believe it or not stories for today: elderly woman in California carjacked while giving out food to the homeless. Three men, including college track and field coach, arrested in sexting, Pastor stabbed to death and set on fire by troubled church attendee that she mentioned. In entertainment news, Nick Cannon says his children's mothers don't have to get along, and Khloe Kardashian says Tristan Thompson is still a good person, just not a good partner. Skilly Bang hits the studio with another one, DJ Khaled. And here's what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. It's music, news, and naturalist's views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's a real relationship talk. Join Moments, natural Solo, and Marlin at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune in to QMZradio.com and JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to join us for another stimulating conversation. Check out the Jano Radio crew. Don't forget that app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosola for the Rosolo show Tuesday 7 p.m. Eastern and right after that, stay tuned for DJ Rookie as he brings you vibes Tuesday 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkimati every Thursday at 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And then we start our weekends off right on a Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Wanted Fridays, hosted by Mix Master Kavan. And he returns on a Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Freestyle Saturday. Saturdays and Sundays, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, DJ Simple presents Blazing Saturdays. And on Sunday, it's Big People Sunday. We're going to be right back with the news. After this music break, here's another oldie but goodie. As I said, I'm taking it back to my high school days, the 80s. Here's Wham! Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Good morning to all our listeners. Logged on to QMZRadio.com and Janoradio.com. Of course, a pleasant good morning to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. You are tuned in to Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard Wham! Wake me up before you go-go. And now we're starting off with international news. Four of eight missing miners found dead in Burkina Faso. The dead bodies of four out of eight missing miners have been found at a zinc mine in Burkina Faso that flooded more than two months ago, the government has said. The Perkoa mine, owned by Canadian firm Travali Mining Corporation and located some 75 miles west of the capital, was abruptly submerged on April 16 after torrential rain fell unexpectedly during the country's dry season. In a statement on Wednesday, Burkina Kabe government spokesman Lionel Bilgo confirmed the discovery of the four bodies. Unfortunately, after 39 days of intense search, the lifeless bodies of four miners were found, he said. Search teams are still looking for the other four. Trevali has also confirmed the discovery of the four bodies of the missing minors. An international rights group says Bulgarian authorities are attacking Afghan and other asylum seekers, using police dogs and other violence to illegally push them back over the border into Turkey. Human Rights Watch said on Thursday that the refugees reported being beaten, robbed and stripped. Bulgarian authorities are brutally and summarily pushing back migrants and asylum seekers across the land border with Turkey. The European Union should ensure that Bulgaria immediately stops the illegal and dehumanizing pushbacks at its borders and allow asylum seekers access to fair asylum procedures. Bulgaria's government did not respond to HRW's report but officials have previously denied mistreating refugees hrw said it interviewed 15 afghans between november and april last year who told the organization that they were victims of 19 pushbacks by bulgarian authorities from bulgaria to turkey in november last year bulgaria's defense ministry said it was deploying troops and army vehicles along its border with turkey to help border police deal with a growing number of refugees trying to enter the country. The Balkan country of 7 million is located on a major route for refugees from the Middle East and Afghanistan to Europe. Only a small number of them plan to stay in the EU's poorest member, using Bulgaria instead as a transit corridor on their way westward. The United Nations Security Council will vote on a push by the United States to strengthen sanctions on North Korea over a spate of recent ballistic missile launches, a move that China, which has a veto in the Council, has said would not solve any problems. The vote on Thursday comes a day after Pyongyang fired three missiles, including one thought to be its largest intercontinental ballistic missile, the latest in a string of banned ballistic missile launches that the country has carried out this year. Security Council Resolution 2397, which was adopted unanimously in 2017, talked of further consequences in the event of another ICBM launch. That was a provision of that resolution. That's precisely what happened, and so we feel it's now time to take action. And this is according to a senior U.S. official when speaking with AFP News Agency on condition of anonymity. The draft resolution would further restrict North Korea's ability to advance its unlawful weapons of mass destruction and ballistic missile programs. It would streamline sanctions implementation and further facilitate the delivery of humanitarian aid to those in need. North Korea has been subject to UN sanctions since 2006, which the Security Council has steadily and unanimously stepped up over the years to cut off funding for Pyongyang's nuclear weapons and ballistic missile programs. Eleven newborn babies have died at a hospital fire in the Senegalese town of Tivawani, and I hope I said it right. This is according to officials with a tragedy sparking anger and calls for accountability. I have just learned with pain and consternation the death of 11 newborn babies in the fire that that occurred in the neonatology department of the Mami Abdu Asis side the back hospital. And this is according to President Macky Sall, when he posted a tweet on Thursday morning without giving further details about the blaze. To their mothers and their families, I express my deepest sympathy. Their health minister told local media that the cause of the fire is due to a short circuit. This situation is very unfortunate, extremely painful, he said on radio, adding that the investigation was continuing. Excuse me. President Volodymyr Zelensky angrily denounced suggestions that Ukraine should cede control of territory to Russia in order to reach a peace agreement, comparing such a move with the appeasement of Adolf Hitler's Nazi Germany. Those great geopoliticians who suggest this are disregarding the interests of ordinary Ukrainians, the millions of those who actually live on the territory that they propose exchanging for an illusion of peace. The comments came as Ukrainian troops face a renewed offensive in two eastern regions that Russian-speaking separatists seized part of in 2014. The New York Times editorial board said on May 19, a negotiated peace might require Kyiv to make some harder decisions given a decisive military victory, was not realistic. And former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger this week suggested at the World Economic Forum in Davos that Ukraine should let Russia keep Crimea, which it annexed in 2014. Those were our international stories. Coming up after the music break, we have our details of our stories out of North America. Here is Billy Joel with Uptown Girl. Good morning to all our listeners on QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And I'm taking it back. It's Before I even say that, it's hashtag TBT, throwback Thursday. So I'm taking it back to the 80s. Yes, my high school days um these were some of the songs i listened to the songs that i danced to the songs that i totally enjoyed and um with everything that's going on in our country in the u.s i said you know something i need something to make me feel good again and i hope that this music takes you back. Um, Many of you in here look a bit too young to know these songs, but um, if you do, I hope they put a smile on your face and, you know, make you feel really good. Put us in a different frame of mind to move forward today. And now it's time for the details of our stories out of North America. The grandfather of school shooter Salvador Ramos has broken his silence following the tragic murders of 19 children at the hands of his grandson. Rolando Reyes spoke out about Salvador, who lived with him and his wife Celia Martinez Gonzalez. The 72-year-old says that with his criminal past, he was not allowed to have guns inside his home and would have reported his grandson had he known about them. Salvador, who turned 18 on May 16th, purchased weapons the day after his birthday and again on May 20th. Rolando says on the morning of the shooting, Salvador, and his grandmother had a minor dispute over him paying his phone bill. He then shot her in the face and fled in her truck with his weapons, which included at least one AR-15. Rolando was not present. After wrecking the vehicle in a ditch, Salvador entered the nearby Robb Elementary School and opened fire. When asked if he believed the attack was premeditated, Rolando admitted he was unsure. I can't say whether he was planning to do this or not, That's a question that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life, he told the post. Salvador documented his demented plans the morning of the tragedy. In a Facebook post, he wrote, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. In a follow-up, he wrote, I shot my grandmother. Celia remains in critical condition at a San Antonio hospital. In his third and final post, shortly after arriving at Robb Elementary, he wrote, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. Rolando says his grandson did not show signs of violence, but was very quiet. He dropped out of high school and refused to return. When Rolando pressed him about it, Salvador would shrug it off. In total, Salvador killed 21 people, including 19 students, and two teachers who tried their best to protect the children. Salvador was killed by responding officers. Ten-year-old Aurelia Santos focused on staying quiet on Tuesday morning, as she hid near the auditorium at rob elementary school in Uvalde, texas while in a classroom on the other side of the building an 18 year old man carrying an ar-15 style rifle kept shooting and shooting and shooting by the time the gunman had finished 19 of santos classmates and two teachers were dead and 17 were injured leaving a predominantly latino community about 84 miles west of san antonio in texas deeply shaken and a state and a nation asking yet again whether anything would ever change. Just more than 24 hours after the mass shooting, the state's most prominent politicians descended on Uvalde for a press conference where Greg Abbott, the state governor, laid the blame on the status of mental health in our communities and emphasized that restricting access to guns was not the solution to the problem of gun rampages. Former, President United States, um, former United States President Donald Trump is set to speak in front of the National Rifle Association Annual Convention in Texas on Friday, just days after 19 children and two teachers were killed in a school shooting in the state. In a post on Truth Social, the social media network he launched after being banned on Twitter, Trump on Wednesday said that he plans to deliver an important address to America – America needs real solutions and real leadership in this moment, not politicians and partisanship, he said. The three-day convention is a major event for the U.S. gun lobby and is set to showcase the latest guns and gear, according to the event's website. It is scheduled to start three days after the 18-year-old killed the 21 people at the Texas elementary school. The shooting was was the deadliest U.S. school shooting in a decade and has reignited debate about gun laws. In a speech on Tuesday, President Joe Biden has called for new gun safety restrictions. As a nation, we have to ask when in God's name we're going to stand up to the gun lobby. Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Texas Senator Ted Cruz, among others, are scheduled to speak at the NRA convention. Beta O'Rourke, a Democrat challenging Abbott in the November elections, called on the governor not to attend the convention. O'Rourke later on Wednesday stood up and interrupted a news conference by Texas officials shouting, you are doing nothing. People shouted O'Rourke down and security officials moved to escort him out of the room. Speaking to reporters outside the news conference, O'Rourke said, we owe those parents action. They want us to do something right now. I want us to do something right now. We can do something right now, but if we continue to accept this, then it is on us. It is not just the governor's fault, it is on us. In a tweet on Tuesday, Cruz said that he was fervently lifting up in prayer the children and families in the horrific shooting in Ovalde. New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mentioning the plan to attend the NRA event in Houston, Texas, shot back on Twitter saying faith without works is dead. And yet, despite the outrage and calls by some progressives for stricter gun laws, new legislation is unlikely to pass in the U.S. Virtually all Republicans in Congress oppose new gun restrictions, citing the U.S. Constitution's guarantee of a right to bear arms. And there is a little sign, well, little to no sign, that the latest school shooting would alter that position. Washington Governor Jay Inslee was quick to react to this week's carnage at a Texas elementary school, sending a tweet listing the gun control measures the Democratic-controlled state has taken. He finished with, your turn, Congress. But, as stated in the previous story, gun control measures are likely to go anywhere in Congress and they also have become increasingly scarce in most states. Aside from several Democratic-controlled states, the majority have taken no action on gun control in recent years or have moved aggressively to expand gun rights. That's because they are either controlled politically by Republicans who oppose gun restrictions or are politically divided, leading to a stalemate. Here I am in a position where I can do something. I can introduce legislation and yet to know that it is almost certainly not going to go anywhere is a feeling of helplessness, said State Senator Greg Lending, a Democrat in the GOP-controlled Arkansas legislature. He has pushed unsuccessfully for red flag laws that would allow authorities to remove firearms from those determined to be a danger to themselves or others. Florida stands out as a Republican-controlled state that acted in 2018. The shooting at the high school in Parkland that left 14 students and three staff members dead prompted lawmakers there to pass a law with a red flag provision that lets law enforcement officers petition a court to have guns confiscated from a person considered a threat. Democrats now want that expanded to allow family members or roommates To make the same request of the courts. But there has been little appetite among Republicans to amend the law. Instead, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis said he wants lawmakers to allow people to carry handguns without a permit. The state currently requires a concealed weapons license. And that's where we stand currently in this country. Good morning. Good morning, Javat. Good morning.
5: And it's not going to change, at least in the state of Texas, because when all those politicians, first responders, and everyone else was on the stage, one of them had the nerve to say that Uvalde is such a beautiful city. Mm-hmm he comes to the city to deer hunt every year. Mm -hmm. That right there shows you that the gun laws aren't gonna change. That right there. During an interview about a carnage, you're gonna bring up your hunting in the city where they just had carnage people really need to think before they open their mouths that's why i in turn speak slowly because i want to make sure when i do say something that i'm expressing it in a way that i hope would not hurt someone but at least still express my clear intentions and ideas And I hear my mic.
1: Thank you, Javette. So I've watched press conferences and I really don't know what the point of having the press, what the point was of having the press conferences. Because if you listened to everyone speaking, no one wants to address the fact that we have a problem and that we need stricter gun control laws. No one wants to say that we should not have what they call these AR rifles on the streets. No one wants to address the fact that background checks should be in place. Nobody wants security measures. Everybody is skirting around the whole thing. Nobody wants to come to terms with that. Nobody. When O'Rourke, and I was watching the press conference when O'Rourke went up to the front of the stage where the men were seated and he was escorted out. That right there also Javette tells you they really don't care. I, we said this yesterday. They don't care. And they are not going to change it because it's to their benefit. And, you know, um,
5: <clears throat> and I'm sorry. Go, no, Mama. go
1: ahead. Go right ahead. Go ahead.
5: It's, it's O'Rourke
1: work. okay, thank you. Thank you for the correction. Exactly. Beto, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. So you have those who are truly concerned and want the change, and then you have those who are trying to blame it on mental health deficits. And I said, I'm sick and tired of hearing about this. They keep pushing this mental health to the point now where people are, <laughs> myself included, Look at my, do I have mental health? And you start wondering because you keep hearing it so much because that's what they're shoving down our throats. Somebody does something. It's, no, it's mental. It's mentally, it's, 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 it's related to the mental um, breakdown that people are having. Everything. That's what the go-to is now. And because of that, people automatically say mental breakdown, mental stress mental disorder, mental illness. Automatically, that's what everybody goes to. That's the go-to because that is what is being pushed down our throats because they don't want to re, um, come to terms with the fact that we need gun restrictions in place because people who should not have guns have guns. You know, I reposted this on my, um, this young lady.
4: I've lived in Grand Rapids almost my whole life. I'm going to say it again. I'm 13 years old. All of you are adults. Adults, right? You can drive, you can drink, you can vote. I don't have that. When I asked my mom if I could be dropped off here, her response was, is it safe? Is it safe? You know, we had someone come up here and talk. Don't teach our children to disobey those who are protecting us. I don't see them protecting me. If you want to talk about those protecting me, I look to those who are standing right now because my trust is in them. I don't trust any of you. I don't trust any of the police officers because you have shown time and time again that we cannot trust you. I go to City High Middle School, just voted the top high school, top high school in the state. You know what they teach us? Teach us to speak up for yourself. We're IB learners, right? We're smart. I'm sorry. None of you are smart. None of you can recognize murderers. You can identify that there is a problem, but you cannot fix it. I don't know much about the law. Again, I'm young, but... I'm pretty sure an accomplice to a murder should be arrested. And right now, all of you sitting and doing nothing are accomplices to a murder. Could, please, please refrain from the, the, the additional commentary. If you could let her finish. I'm sorry. They're, they are fine. I'm still allowing Please, to speak. go ahead. Please, go ahead. I am frustrated. And frustrated can't even begin how absolutely terrified I am to live here i'm expected i'm expected to raise my kids here i'm expected to go outside and walk my five-year-old little brother god forbid we look too scary god forbid he accidentally is wearing his hood and we get the police called on us because we are window shopping to go steal later i'm not i don't want to keep coming here trust me this is not how i want to spend my night i don't want to come here i don't want to sit here and i don't want to have to beg you to stop killing people That's not what I want to do. I have friends. I have other things that I could be doing, and I'm sitting in front of a group of adults who think murder is okay. You can't sit here and tell me you don't think murder is okay because you're allowing it to happen. If you want to talk about God, you want to talk about Jesus, I'm a Christian. I don't know what God some of these people believe in, but it sure ain't mine. I have never read in the Bible where he said we should allow the people who are supposed to be protecting us kill us. I'm sorry, maybe I missed that scripture, though. I'm not, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Please, please do not make me sit here and scream another name. Do not sit here and make me beg. And God forbid that name is mine. God forbid that name is any of these people. God forbid.
1: God forbid. A 13-year-old speaking to adults. 13-year-old speaking to adults. Do you think they heard her? Do you think they were listening to her? They heard her, but they're not listening because it's not going to end. And she's right, God forbid, it's one of us. God forbid, it's me, God forbid. Yeah, God forbid. I had some really awful thoughts. And you know, you're supposed to Be kind. That's what we're supposed to be, kind. And I try. I do try. But every day you're faced with something that challenges you to see how kind you can be. And it's hard. It is really hard to survive in the face of adversity, even if it's not at my doorstep, it's at our neighbor's doorstep, and neighbor not necessarily mean the person to your immediate left or your right, but the people in this country. We need change. We need change. Now, l- let me address, um, what's his name? Donald Trump. When he's going to say that <laughs> we need leadership, Um, When you were in the White House, um, Donald Trump, you promoted violence. You promoted bigotry, racism, division. Is that the leadership we need? Because of the things you would say, people felt emboldened, empowered, felt they had the right to disrespect people openly and we could look at that as a twofold situation we could say you know something it's good to know how people really feel about people how we feel about each other yes and that's okay everybody can't like you you're not everybody's cup of tea but We don't have to disrespect people. Shortly after he went in office, I'm not sure if many of you remember, in parking lots, women calling other women the N-word, telling people who are born here they need to go back to where they're from. We have a president who right before um. On January 6th right before you know he's we're done with him, he incites an insurrection. So you're gonna what kind of leadership are you trying to bring to us? Um, to talk to us about? Well, not me, to talk to the NRA convention, um, supporters about. I don't know. I really don't know. Not sure where we stand. Don't know. All I can say is we have to live in appreciation with gratitude because nobody's protecting us. We've got to protect ourselves, folks. That's all I can say on that one.
6: Morning, everyone.
1: Good morning, James.
6: Yeah, so, yeah, I I was watching that that press conference yesterday, and it was, I don't know, it it just seemed like, you know, that young lady that just spoke so eloquently, like, you know, did better than all of those people that were elected officials that were there saying that they're doing a press conference. You know, it just seemed like a bunch of uneducated, uninformed people Sitting up there, spewing like a bunch of garbage, you know. Uh, you know, I just shake my head. You know, when 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 he said he made a statement that stood out. He's like, if if someone, like he was saying, like if someone takes up a gun and shoot another person, that is mental. That that has to do with mental mental health. And I'm like, really now? Like, so 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 why is there this thing about black and black crime? in in america why why is there you know it it, it just and and you know like the same the, the same they, they, they push out the the democrat guy for, for 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 they're saying this is not the right time when they stood there and defend defend the the, the second amendment you know like right there when when, when people are mourning like when when People from the community are looking at the press conference for some hope, some comfort. They, they sit there and defend it while they push out the Democrat and say this is not the right time for partisan stuff. When that's what he sat up there and do. So it it's uh, I, I don't know. I, I just I just believe that you know when you know you live in a world where everybody is equal, as I said yesterday. You know, when there's no security guards protecting them and their family, the same way there's no security guard protecting the, the average day-to-day people, then something will get done. When, when people, crazy people, have access to them as much as they have access to, to all Americans, until then, you know, nothing will, will get done. It, it, it's just, trust me, like, it's, it's disgusting. Like, sitting down watching that press conference was just like want to do a shake your head type of moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'll just leave it right there.
1: Thank you, James. Um, You you said something that I want to um, piggyback on. Her delivery. Her generation will be the generation of change in this country. If us as parents support her and like-minded children those are the ones we are going to have to encourage and motivate and push to get into politics so that they can change the face of this nation because the gobble neck ones who are up there their oxygen tanks are gonna run out at some point and we need fresh young people People who understand what equality is and that equality serves more for benefit than anything else. People who understand the value of life. People who have morals, decency, ethics. They actually have a moral compass. Who want a safe future who want to be able to walk around in a hoodie if they would like, or their children in a hoodie if they want, without being stereotyped. We're going to have to look to the next generation, folks. And we're raising them. We are raising them. Our elementary school um, children, our middle school children, and our high schoolers. We, as the parents, We are the ones feeling the pain when other children's lives are cut down. God forbid, be our own. We're feeling the pain. So it is up to us to help charter the way. They come to you and say, Mommy, Daddy, this is not the America I want to live in when I'm in my 20s and 30s. Encourage them to be a part of the change so it is not the America that they will be living in And here's another thing People have been asking why did God allow this to happen? God didn't allow this to happen It is so funny we remove God and we don't want him back until there is tragedy. You know what's weird? We took him out of the classrooms but we keep him on the money. The money says in God we trust, right? Hypocritical. So, you want him to save you while you reject him Let, let's bring that to human terms now i know you you know me but you're constantly slandering my name talking bad about me trying to see how you can jeopardize me but then you want me to defend you How does that work? Explain that to me.
7: Grand Rising, everyone. Good morning, morning, Nastra. So my perspective of this is it lacks accountability. Um, A lot of people want to blame the guns and blame the people. And it's not, it's like people don't have safe spaces to authentically be themselves. And then we want to place blame on everyone and everything. Um, when it comes to mental health, everyone has a form of mental health. Yeah, Everyone has a form of mental health because that's how life has unfolded itself. Because of lack of accountability. And just because a person has a mental health issue, there is still the option of choice. And there are a lot of people that are choosing death than then is choosing life. And I'm so grateful you were able to play the clip of that little girl. Because... When I was younger and around her age, I saw the change that I wanted to be in the world and hence why I did the work on myself to be the person that I am today and why I have the mindset. I don't have this mindset because of an illusion like I'm not aware of what's going on in the world. I have this mindset because I made a conscious decision in my my heart mind and spirit that i was going to be the example of change and what i started to notice as i get older is more people started to choose fear some not by choice because of the programming and the things that they were exposed to is like we became so desensitized that we are so numb we don't know how to feel and we forgot how to be compassionate with each other because we keep being told that You know, there are these crazy people out here. So you have to have fear. And it's like we're being pushed on this fear, 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 which is false evidence appearing real. It's not. It's all an illusion. It's all meant to hype up everyone's emotions. And that's what is being capitalized on. And that's where my issue comes in, where we'll get these heartful moments that will stir up all these emotions to make people feel like yeah we have to get rid of everything but then we're not really critically thinking if they take away all of our physical weapons and then the weapons that we might have access to are only in a particular set of people's hands how do we defend ourselves well we're not we're defenseless mind body spiritually And now physically, we're defenseless. It's like, we really have to start critically thinking when these mass hysteria things happen, what is really the agenda? And then what are we going to do about it? Like, get to the solution base part of it. Because it's like, the older I get, the more fed up I get. But then I get hopeful when I hear little girls like that. Like, you're 13 and you're thinking like this? Yeah, I have hope now. When I see adults taking that time off and say, you know what? I'm going to take a breath, take a break, and I'm going to breathe today. I have hope in that. Where I encourage people and say, listen, yes, it is heartbreaking. Yes, there are lots of crazy things in the world. But we have to also take into account there is a big shift. And a lot of being, a lot of people are being forced to make a choice. Either you're gonna choose to have faith and do the work that is necessary to change your mindset, change your perspective, to believe that this peace that we all want is real. Until everyone believes peace is actually real and feasible, and willing to be unapologetic about receiving it, it, is gonna always look like things are not changing. Uh, so Andel, your mic is That's open. Andel, and your mic is open. And it looks yeah. like there aren't any changes, but there are. Like I can say, in my community, we host these spaces here on Clubhouse. We host these spaces. Is we have to start being diligent to see the change and then become the change, because mental health can no longer be the excuse anymore. Because it, the question next should be, what are you doing about it? When, when you ask people who just want to talk about the problem, then you have to say to them, listen, do you have a solution? The answer is no. Then say, you know what, I'm going to have to put a pause on this until you have a solution. Because we need to have people start to think what are feasible solutions and let's trial and error it. We cannot keep talking about problems and then no one don't want to discuss the solutions anymore. We have to start really coming together and discussing, all right, we know the problem. A lot of us know what these issues are. We see it all the time. And until more people get fed up and utilize that anger for peace, for love, for joy, unapologetically, it's always gonna look like it's not changing. I can say for me, in my world, in my space, I see the change. I see people working hard. I notice the difference. I know the things that are being done. It may look like it's slow, but I can say from one, I made a decision in myself that I wanted to be the change. I started to see it and I land there.
1: Thank you so much, Nastra. Thank you starts with us Said it yesterday starts with us but what is disturbing for me is that they see the problem and they know the solution but they don't want to fix the problem with the solution
7: because their way they want is like we keep waiting for them to fix it them not do it that's part of their thing that's how they stay rich that's how they stay in power it's a power thing until we empower ourselves it won't look like it's changing because we keep demanding people who already told us they don't care about us Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. said it yesterday lastra thank you you summed it up really nice thank you said it yesterday we are the change that we are looking for and here's what we need to be looking out for folks DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. It's music news and naturalist views. And I'm smiling as I'm reading that one because I'm so excited. I'm going to be joining DJ Naturalist this Sunday for Classic Sundays, and I'm so looking forward to it. Monday nights are made for Days After Dark. It's Real Relationship Talk. Join Moments, Sinatra, solo, and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse and tune into QMZRadio.com and Janoradio.com. Join us next week for another stimulating conversation. Check out the No Radio crew on JonoRadio.com and download the app today, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosolo for the Rosolo Show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And right after the Rosolo Show, DJ Rookie takes over as he brings us Vibes Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Free weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkymatic every Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. He gets us started, and then come Friday, it's Wanted Fridays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with Mixed Master Kevon, and he comes back on Saturday, also at 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with Freestyle Saturday. DJ Simple brings us Blazing Saturdays at 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, and Big People Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Coming up after the music break, we have business and tech news and health and science news. Here's another oldie but goodie hashtag TBT throwback Thursday, taking it back to the 80s. Alton John, don't go breaking my heart. Good morning to all the listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com and Janoradio.com. And of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. You just heard Elton John, don't go breaking my heart. Please, Americans, don't go breaking our hearts anymore. Yeah, we need peace. We we need to laugh and live and love and just let life be. And now it's time for business news. <music> celebrity cruise passenger claims ship medics gave her HIV-infected blood during transfusion. A celebrity cruise passenger is suing the cruise line after the ship's medic gave her a blood transfusion from a donor with HIV. While on a seven-day cruise, which set sail on December 4, 2021, the woman became ill on day five. After going to the medical center, doctors found that she was suffering from rectal bleeding. Further examination discovered that she had a gastrointestinal hemorrhage and would need an emergency blood transfusion to survive. The medical staff wasted no time announcing that they needed donors with type A negative blood over the ship's speaker system. Four passengers donated blood, and a successful transfusion was provided. At some point after the cruise, the woman says she tested positive for HIV, though it is unclear exactly when she received her diagnosis. Since the diagnosis, it is also unknown if she has begun treatment Or what her current medical condition is. Nevertheless, she is certain the blood transfusion is to blame. She strongly believes that the blood given to her was not properly screened. Celebrity Cruises was voted Best Cruise Line in 2020 by the LA travel magazine Reader's Choice Awards. Boasts a luxury experience on its cruises. Founded in 1988, Celebrity Cruises merged with Royal Caribbean Cruise Line in 1997. They offer multiple cruises, including Alaska, Mediterranean, and Caribbean destinations. She is seeking unspecified damages. Celebrity Cruises has not commented publicly on the matter. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Um, I'm not sure what the medical facilities are like on cruise ships and what they have access to if it, is, if it mirrors a hospital I don't know never been inside that section of a cruise ship but um, this is really a delicate situation will it now force cruise ship owners to rethink how they move forward when medical attention is needed especially in critical situations but then again how is she so certain that that is where she got it from did she do a blood test prior to going on the um, cruise to know what her status was because from my understanding you can have you can be infected with HIV and not know for months it can be dormant in your system and then something triggers it or it can lay there dormant for a very long time. Good morning. Good morning, uh, naturalist.
8: A blood transfusion seems to be on the extreme side. How long would she have survived without a blood transfusion? Could they have wait till they reach Port R, Carolina, a Medevac, or, or, or something? I don't know. There's a lot of questions that um, that really needs needs to be answered. Um, but um, that's a very that's a very tricky one right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm going on a bearish cruise, um, next year and I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
1: please, you better not let anything happen to you out there. Okay. <laughs> I, I,
8: I'm telling you, man, I'm I, I worried about is getting seasick and I don't want nothing. I'm going to, you know, try to do it the hard way. Just wing it. Yeah. Hopefully my body will adjust to it. But
1: walk with some smelling salts.
8: Damn if you do damn if you don't, well, I heard that, um, Yes. I heard, I heard if you, if you suck them on those like candy already works miracles so yes. i'm going to have to have a few of those and see back to the rug yeah oil terror all remedy because i'm not big on the german thing so yeah, yeah it's but it's a tricky good. one you know
1: it is a tricky one i'm assuming naturalists that it had to be serious <laughs> that serious for them to say okay we have to operate because she was losing blood she was losing blood from her rectum due to the um gastrointestinal hemorrhage and a hemorrhage if not treated immediately can cause death so i am thinking they had no choice and depending on where they were out at sea on day five of a seven-day cruise i would imagine you're probably heading back now so depending on where they were and what they had access to i'm thinking they made an executive decision and said, okay this is what we have to do and I'm feeling that it's with her consent. I'm feeling, not sure. I know someone
5: else had opened their mic. It was me, Javet. Okay, go right ahead, Javet. Thank you. So I've been inside of the medical uh, room on um, Carnival uh, a few times with my daughter, and it's kind of set up like an ER triage. At least that's Carnival and i do know that um like you said depending on where they are um if needed they get you off the ship and get you to facilities if they're not able to provide it but on carnival it was a real doctor and a real nurse and um i was comfortable um with what was going on with my daughter at the time right
1: yeah um i want to think that they made the best decision that's what i want to feel yes a blood transfusion is extreme and it's only done in dire situations hemorrhaging can lead to death pretty quickly if not addressed um what caused the gastrointestinal hemorrhaging i don't know but I think um, Celebrity Cruises will have to get their hands, or if it falls on the Royal Caribbean, will have to get their hands on her medical records, her medical history, find out when was the last time she had a blood test. Oh, this is going to get pretty dirty real quick. Um, but um, they just have to dot, there in, dot their I's and cross their T's because it's very easy for one to say, yes, that's where I got it from. Um, that's how it came about. And, of course, we don't know. A lot of unanswered questions, I agree, naturalist. Did they properly screen the blood of the um, donors? Valid questions, right? Apple will raise starting pay for its U.S. employees. This is according to the iPhone maker. When they said this yesterday, as companies face a tight labor market and a surge in unionization efforts amid rising inflation, the starting pay for the company's U.S. team members will rise to $22 per hour or higher based on the market, a 45% jump from 2018 levels. This year, as part of our annual performance review process, we're increasing our overall compensation budget, a company spokesperson said. Apple has informed some workers their annual reviews would be advanced by three months and the new pay will take effect in early July. Apple did not immediately respond to a request for further details on the compensation changes. Cupertino, California-based, and I hope I said that right, based Apple, is known for its reticent culture. But last year, some current and former workers began criticizing the company's working conditions online. In April, workers at Apple's Atlanta store filed a petition to hold a union election, seeking to become the company's first store to unionize amid a wave of labor activity at other major firms. I'll say this to large companies, global companies. If you don't want a union within your organization, see to it that you have a department within your HR department that Their sole responsibility is to see to it that your employees are comfortable. Listen to your employees, address employee concerns, of course, within reason, because we know some people can have ridiculous demands, but that's one recommendation, just one. I'm sure there are many other recommendations that can be made as to how to stave off a union being formed within your company. But the number one thing is you gotta listen to your employees because without your employees, your company is pointless. And you know who said that? Um the owner of Virgin. He said his hugest asset. He said this years ago. His biggest asset. His needed asset. His deserving asset, his employees, because without them, his vision cannot come to fruition. Without them, his business cannot stay afloat. And I urge many business owners, large and small, do not take your employees for granted. Because you can't do it all. You really can't.
8: You know, as a member of a union for almost 30 years, there, there, are, some, there are some drawbacks. And uh, for me, two major drawbacks is uh, you, all, you all get the same thing. Um and you're you're not you're not paid according to what you know how to do or your, or your skill level. Um that pisses me off all the time because there's some guys that just can't hold water to me. But yet um. still, you know, you you make you make the same thing. Yeah, for you know, I mean I get away with more things than they do, but that, that doesn't equate to money in my pocket. Right. And then there are these guys that really don't like their job or don't want their job and they get fired and then the union go out there and they fight for them and get their job back. And many times, you know, they get out, they get their retro pay, and uh, listen, they they don't want to be in the first place, but Why waste your time and fight for them? But because they're in the union, uh, in spite of your contract, you get fired, you know, they gotta go fight for you, even if you were totally to wrong. So, uh, there's pros and cons. I mean, I've been like going like four years without a contract because unfortunately we had a no a no strike clause. Wow. Uh, so they 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 are they are pros and and cons. It's not necessarily always uh just on so rosy, you know, on the um, union side. And to me, the union dues always comes out when you least expect it. On the week that you're like, damn, man, I didn't run an extra, an extra this week. Like, damn, union dues.
9: Wow. Yeah,
8: but union, in, in a sense, you know, helps to build the middle class of this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you are the, the, you know, the Detroit's, the automakers, when America used to be a manufacturing company instead of, uh, you know, an important country right now. Yeah, union played a very important uh, role in building the middle class. A lot of folks could actually work at, as a union job, have a good house, send their kids to college, and um, live a decent life. And uh, now, if you look at a lot of the states where they are anti-union and there there are no union, uh, they 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 are some of the poorest states, unfortunately, especially um in the south. You know, they they, they make a little bit of nothing when it comes to um, doing certain certain jobs. Whereas if you had a union, at least there would be a minimum standard. Right. And that's all a union is, man. It, it, it sets up a minimum standard of what you should actually um um make. Yeah. Right there.
1: Thank you so much, naturalist. Yeah, I'd be, I'd have concerns, too. I wouldn't want to know that I'm busting my behind working and working and somebody else is just cruising and we're getting the same pay. No, I would not be happy about that. Not at all. So the unions then probably need to see how they can... um. Remove people who are non-productive. See if they they remove
8: people, then they affect their bottom line because there's one less person playing pain union. So their object is to keep (laughs) as many people as possible.
1: (laughs) Here we go again. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, (laughs) oh boy, you know. But it's a shame that there are people who are like that, and I don't like people like that. I'm sorry i am an overachiever um i usually go above and beyond probably to my detriment i don't know um some people say it's because i'm a virgo it's in me you know we we strive for perfection um and when people are not doing it the way i want it done i go crazy but um i believe that no matter what you're doing you should do your best and I don't think laziness should be rewarded. That's my feeling. You shouldn't come to work, make, be required to make 100 calls, only make 50, but because you're going to be protected by a, by a union, you're just going to do 50, and guess what? You can't touch me. I don't like that. Everybody should be required to produce at the same rate if we're all going to get the same pay that's how i feel but as you said natural it's pros and cons and we have pros and cons to everything we we i guess we have to learn to take the good with the bad right um but yeah i'd have serious issues with that northwestern engineers invent the world's smallest remote controlled walking robots for these tiny robotic crabs being small is a virtue Engineers at Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, invented the world's smallest remote-controlled walking robot, according to research published in the journal Science Robotics. Each one is about half a millimeter wide, which is smaller than the thickness of a United States penny. It took a year and a half to create the minuscule metal creatures, said co-author John A. Rogers of the Lewis Simpson and Kimberly Quirper, who is um, at the... What is this kimberly quarry professor of material science and engineering at northwestern university that division why do these names have to be so long oh my gosh um his team was comprised of students across varying academic levels who combined critical and creative thinking skills to design robots that looked like crabs as well as other animals like inchworms and crickets some students found the sideways motion of crabs to be amusing which was the inspiration behind the crab robot. The tiny robot can also twist, turn, and jump, he added. The robots, which are made of a malleable shape memory alloy, start out as flat objects similar to a piece of paper. The legs and arms are bent so the robot can stand. The crab stays standing on its legs until heat is used to get the crab to move. Interesting. You know where I imagine seeing these little things creeping up? In the mall, you know when you're walking through the mall and they have the kiosks with the robot dog and the different things? I imagine that's where you're going to see them and kids are going to be like, oh my gosh, can I get those? And then you have these little critters walking around your house. Might step on them and break them. Twitter has agreed to pay $150 million in fines after the U.S. government sued the social media company on Wednesday alleging that it misled consumers about how it protects their personal data. According to the federal lawsuit, Twitter failed to tell its users for years that it used their contact information to help marketers target their advertising, in violation of a 2011 privacy settlement with the Federal Trade Commission. This practice affected more than 140 million Twitter users, while boosting Twitter's primary source of revenue, FTC Chair uh, Lena Khan said in a statement. Twitter said Wednesday that the use of the personal information for ads was inadvertent and that the incident was first disclosed in 2019. This issue was addressed as of this, uh, September 17, 2019, and today we want to reiterate the work we'll continue to do to protect the privacy and security of the people who use Twitter. Hmm. That's according to Damon Kiran, Twitter's chief privacy officer. Keeping data secure and respecting privacy is something we take extremely seriously, and we have cooperated with the FTC every step of the way. In reaching this settlement, we have paid a one hundred and fifty million dollar U.S. penalty, and we have aligned with the agency on operational updates and program enhancements to ensure that people's personal data remains secure. And their privacy protected. Wednesday's suit filed by the FTC and the Justice Department in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California marks the latest headache for Twitter amid a tumultuous acquisition process by billionaire Elon Musk and a personnel shakeup at the company that has led to multiple senior employees' departure. In its alleged misconduct, Twitter only ever told users that their phone numbers and email addresses were being used for account security purposes, but failed to mention advertising. From at least May 2013 until at least September 2019, Twitter misrepresented to users its online communication service. All I want to know is, am I going to get a piece of that check? That's all I want to know. That's the
5: same thing I want to know
1: cut my check run me my check that's all i'm interested in i don't care about the rest right now fix the problem but cut me a check i need a check reach out to me and see how to disperse me my money cut me a check because i'm sure i qualify yeah i qualify but you (laughs) notice twitter I, i qualify too $150 million. You want to hear the joke? With 140 million users. <laughs> That's a dollar per person. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dollar per person. Give me my dollar. Give me my dollar. I want my dollar because every dollar adds up. Yeah. Think about it.
10: <laughs> I really want to know where that money go. goes.
1: The attorneys have to be paid, though half just so you know huh so the attorney is going to get 70 million so that cuts us down to 50 cents but i agree to that thank you for that Javette, i agree i want to know where the money goes is it going to go to the ukraine is it going to pop up as funding for some for something else
5: <laughs>
3: you are wrong for that moment <laughs>
1: no because a lot of times you hear about these suits being filed by the federal government or local and state authorities but you never hear where the money goes and it's always in defense of people but i don't know where the money goes so show me the money i want my 50 cents
5: we're gonna have to start a hashtag where does the money go
1: we have to because really and truly, I'm tired of seeing these lawsuits thrown around. Companies are forced to pay, but I don't know any money there. <laughs> I want my 50 cents if that's what it comes down to. I need my 50 cents. That's all I'm saying on that one. In health and science news, this story comes to us out of South Africa, courtesy of Al Jazeera. South African disease experts have said that they did not see a need for a mass vaccination campaign against monkeypox or believe that cases would explode in the same way as COVID-19. The African continent has not recently recorded any confirmed or suspected cases of monkeypox, a usually mild viral infection that is endemic in parts of West and Central Africa. But its health authorities are vigilant, after more than 200 suspected and confirmed cases of the virus have been detected in at least 19 countries, including Spain, Israel, and the United States since early May. At this time, we don't need mass vaccinations for monkeypox. There's a lot for us to investigate on the epidemiological point of view, Adrian Puren, executive director of South Africa's National Institute of Communicable Diseases, said on Wednesday. You know, I'm laughing, right? He's like, we don't have a problem. We don't have any issues over here. <laughs> I'm sorry. For <laughs> once Africa gets to push back and say,
9: oh,
1: don't bring that over here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know they're laughing in the labs in South Africa. I know they are. Because for so year after year, Africa is always blamed. Well, whew, China got blamed for the COVID-19. But Africa, the continent, is always blamed for every disease that comes out. So I know they are happy to say, "Ah, we don't need mass vaccinations over here. We, we good over here. Y'all fix y'all problem over there. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. <sighs> yeah. Elderly New Yorkers will receive robots to help alleviate feelings of loneliness. Hundreds of older folks, especially 65 and older in New York, are going to be reaching their very own robotic friend, which is programmed to help take away some of the loneliness they might feel. The robot is called LEQ, and it is fully equipped to remind elderly residents to take their medication, order an Uber when needed, and can even crack jokes and make small conversation. The robots come as a project from the New York State Office for the Aging, the NYSOFA, which is set to deliver the robot friends to 800 older adults, the New York Post reports. The company calls the bot a more proactive version of Siri or Alexa. Many features attracted us to LEQ, that it is a proactive tool, remembers the interactions with the individual, focuses on health and wellness, stress reduction, sleep, hydration, etc. It focuses on what matters to individuals, memories, life validation, interactions with friends and families, and promotes overall good health and well-being. Do they still have programs where people would go and visit the elderly? Do they still have those? Or, no, that's days of old. You'd refer to them as shut- yes, they do. They, they do? have that. Okay, yeah. they refer to them as shut ins, especially those who can't leave their homes, where people go in, spend a little time with them, you know. Because at the end of the day, yes, I appreciate the technology and what it will provide and be able to do for them, but there's nothing like the human connection. And yeah, right now, we are so technological everything is tech, tech 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 that we are losing the ability to communicate you know go right ahead Marisha
4: I'm sorry I was gonna go into the back channel I was gonna tell you that I'm I'm doing yoga with them I joined to see your community so you can join like one of those community places mm-hmm. and since um, my one of my areas of expertise is yoga I'll be going and trying to promote them to do yoga
1: awesome and that's
4: good yep flexibility
1: yeah need that amazing all right after the music break we do have sports caribbean Gorna, and news out of latin america tell me who can sing this song word for word it's a shame that in high school i knew this song word for word good old karen white superwoman big
9: stone
1: <laughs> I am going to be so tempted to sing on this one. So forgive me if you hear me. Early in the morning, i the table breathless
2: breathless the table.
9: Keep singing, keep singing.
1: Don't stop, don't stop. Your <laughs> eyes
2: are over easy.
1: Oh! You're to stand light. lightly all that's messy is your morning kicks you used to give me now
9: you say your are is sour i gotta start it over i was gonna have to start this one over big yo i love 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 y'all (laughs) need my heavy
8: voice in this one
2: And make sure that your coffee has its sugar and cream. Your eggs are over easy, you're toast lightly. All that's missing is your morning kiss that used to greet me. Now you say the juice is sour, it used to be so sweet, and I can't help. But to wonder if you're talking about me We don't talk the way we used to talk It's hurting so deep I've got my pride, I will not cry But it's making me weak I'm not your superwoman That everything is okay only human Boy, I, I am only
9: human <laughs>
2: your dinner will be waiting for you but when you get there you just tell me you're not hungry at all you said you'd rather read the paper and you don't want to talk you like to think that i'm just crazy when i say that you've changed i'm convinced i know the problem
1: to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and of course to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Thank you for tuning in to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard Karen White, Superwoman. It is hashtag TBT, Throwback Thursday. We're taking it back to the 80s. Woo! I'm tired. I feel like I was the one singing here. I was here lip syncing my life out. I don't think that song will ever grow old.
5: I was singing the whole
7: thing. Whew, I'm tired. I need a sip of water. <laughs> I'm like here in a parking lot doing work, and like I don't like people were looking at me, and I said, "Listen, it's Karen White, okay?" <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, "I can't see." But
1: when 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 she starts off the early in the morning i put bro- i felt that i felt that because listen i'll be getting up early doing all of this for you and you not appreciating it rush home from work <laughs> Damn, God. i was here
8: i was here being bad mind you guys song <laughs> if you think you're lonely wait a
1: No, naturalist, you're going to stay over there with that one. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, and now it's time for sports news. The NFL says it holds players to account for their personal conduct. Is Deshaun Watson's case shattering that illusion? It has been months since the Houston Texans agreed to trade embattled QB Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. But the furor over the deal, described by one NFL observer, As a case of talent Trump's trouble just won't go away. In March, a grand jury in Harris County, Texas declined to charge Watson over allegations of harassment and sexual misconduct after determining there was not enough evidence to charge him with a crime. The incidents were described as stemming from massage therapy sessions, according to a statement on the NFL website. Meanwhile, a second grand jury in Brazoria County, Texas, in March, declined to indict Watson after considering evidence in a criminal complaint alleging sexual misconduct, also during a massage therapy session. However, Watson still faces 22 civil complaints from his accusers, many of them alleging sexual assault and misconduct during massage sessions. He seems to like those massages. Watson has repeatedly denied the accusations of sexual assault and misconduct made against him. And Watson's attorney, Rusty Hardin, said in a statement, I believe that any allegation that Deshaun forced a woman to commit a sexual act is completely false. NFL officials were scheduled to meet with Watson last week as the fallout from his trade continues, according to NFL.com per NFL Insider Network um, worker Ian Rappaport. A decision on his potential suspension is looming, but timelines for this remain unclear. Harden told CNN that Watson met with the NFL for three days. The league has also requested one more day, though the date and location have not yet been determined. Hmm. So what's the OK? Let me say this. Excuse me. One allegation, you may say, hmm, the person may be going after you for your assets, you know, trying to get a paycheck off for you. But 22 allegations, you don't think something is off here? And all of them are stemming from misconduct and sexual assault during a massage session? I don't know. Man, how do you feel about him?
8: Well, right now, it's, it's, it's the Trump effect. If you can be a president... And you actually come out your own mouth saying that you did assault ladies,
9: mm-hmm.
8: and you're sticking the president. Um, what does that say? Say for those who are not as um, famous as the president, um, but as I have always said, this: whenever there's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I don't think everybody's lying. You know, but the, the NFL, uh, their stand standard—that is total bull crap. They're all about winning, and if they see a way for them to to win. Uh, they're gonna sign whoever they have to sign. But the fact that um two different grand juries actually found that there was not enough evidence, uh, maybe there's some merit you might be an innocent innocent because these are usually the twelve unbiased people that the you know the evidence is, is um presented to them and you know you know prosecution can always indict a M sandwich uh, hmm. because the the, the, the the level of from evidence you have is, is actually very low in a grand jury um setting. So the fact that they couldn't convince um, these um, jurors that, you know, there was enough for the case to move forward, maybe, maybe it is shaky. I don't
1: know. But, you know, naturalists, they have a saying, long run, short catch. If he is indeed guilty of these accusations, it's only a matter of time, you know. Because being found not guilty is going to make him feel as though I'm untouchable. But they said, do you know who for frighten. somebody is going to set him up real good. He is going to, if, if he is in fact guilty, he's going to get recorded one day without even knowing. So if I were him to make sure that trouble don't follow him, Stay away from these massage sessions. Or if you're going to have massages done, have it in the open where others can see what's going on. Because if you're going in a room where it's just you and the masseuse, you stand to come under this situation again. So if I were him, count your lucky stars if, in fact, you are innocent. And make sure this doesn't happen to you again. But a lot of times, when we have our weaknesses, for example, I'm supposed to stay off dairy, right? I go to pick up my son who works part-time at Target last night. And he comes in the car, you know, with a small Hagen rum raisin ice cream. <sighs> Mommy, you want some? I'm like, I'm not supposed to have it. I mean, I'm not supposed to. But guess what I do? I have it anyway. We give in to our temptations, right? I know I'm not supposed to have the cannolis because the ricotta cheese, the dairy. But I give in just the same. So a lot of us fall victim to our weaknesses. So if this is a weakness of his, he's gonna get caught one day. But I see here's another thing that I've always wanted to ask, and I'm and now that it's at my on the tip of my tongue let me ask this and you know is it just me or is anyone else noticing that most of the problem cases in the NFL are the black players from aggravated assault sexual assault um spousal abuse uh it seems to be the black players within the NFL I don't know if it's just me or is it that those are the only ones they're bringing to the forefront i don't know concerns me
4: i
5: think, i mean the percentage of black players versus others you're going to have that you think hmm. isn't it more of us there than them
1: hmm. i need marlon on this one marlon is it more of us versus them in the nfl
11: yes it's
1: more okay i'm sorry to wake you up
11: (laughs) oh yeah we ain't never
1: (laughs) clear out your throat get the frog out your throat but yeah so that's possibly what it is um javette great point great point so is it then that we playing the more dangerous positions where we get more injuries and as a result could cause problems? I'm just trying to do an assessment from the sidelines here. Because 90% of the cases that come to the forefront are with the black players.
11: The problem is a lot of them don't know how to control themselves when they start getting that check.
1: Oh, okay.
11: With a lot of the players. um, Because once they start getting that check, they, a lot of them think they're above the law and above the world and they could do whatever they want. And they need to remember, they're not the owners of the team. These owners, the same thing Deshaun is doing, a lot of the owners, just like um, New, England, New England owner Robert Kraft, he got busted in, in West Palm Beach for the same thing, but he got off as well. But a lot of us need to realize, yes, he might get off of this one, but you have to remember, your color and my color is different. And my money is stronger than your money as well. So you have to be careful when you start getting these checks. You cannot do the same thing your other counterparts are doing. you know. And a lot of them don't think because they start getting that check, they start doing crazy stuff. Uh, that's all I have to say.
1: They forget that puss and dog don't have the same luck.
5: <laughs> oh God, I always love that term. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they also have another saying. The higher monkey climb the more he exposes himself. And you're right, Marlon. Now that they have the money, they feel as though they can behave any and any way. The other and
11: they, thing, I'm ahead. sorry, but and they need some backbone in the mm-hmm. in the sport because a lot of them their friends. <laughs> Seriously, they, they need some better friends. Yeah, fa-
1: they
11: do. Or family members mm-hmm. um to guide them because some of them don't have no backbone or nobody to guide them and and you know, we talked about this before. Yeah. A lot of them they need someone who they can listen to. You know, somebody could guide them in the right direction cuz if they don't be careful they're going to get that millions and they're going to be broke. Just like a lot of them who's broke right now. Mm-hmm. So but they just, they need to be careful. That's all.
1: Question though, Marlon, does the NFL have a grooming process that you have to go through?
11: I doubt that you got to groom yourself. You might, you might get your agent or, you know, somebody who's interested in it to talk to you and try to help you with certain things when it gets certain contracts but it's all on you as well. Cause I can talk to you and tell you to do um, invest your money in something else, and you could look at me and like, no, I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. And I believe some of the agents or you know some 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 of the players will talk to some of these guys, but some of them just don't listen,
9: right?
11: You know. But I, I don't believe the NFL have anything like that. I'm not sure, but um, I don't think so.
1: You think they'll hire me to groom people? I'm going to try my luck. Go
9: ahead.
1: (laughs) Anybody want to join me on that business opportunity? Because I'm tired of seeing them fail off the field. I want them to be well-rounded. I want them to be looked at differently, to be respected. They're respected on the field but not off the field. The only respect they get is because of the money they have, which will let them into the club and whatever get them whatever girls they want that's the only respect they have and unfortunately a lot of people don't realize and thank you for posting this up on your ig the other day javette and i i stole it and re did i repost it i know i stole it but i'm not sure if i reposted it there's a lot of things that money can't buy folks it can't buy class money cannot buy class It doesn't buy manners, morals, ethics. Money cannot help you to be a better person. It really can't. So what I would say is while you're chasing the money, because everybody's about chasing the money. Right now, if you look all over social media, it's about getting the bag, securing the bag, all about the bag, 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 bag. Money, 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 money. That's all you're seeing everything about money that we're forgetting the importance of the basics good manners compassion morals having a moral compact so on and so forth and the list goes on while you're chasing the money chase the good things as well chase how to treat people with respect Chase how to be humble you know I, I have been in a room where they said oh we need to stop being humble and that's the problem right there everybody's haughty and that haughtiness causes us to disrespect others but we forget that so it is given to us socially can be removed we forget the saying today for you tomorrow for me today you're up tomorrow you're down the same folks you pass going up are the same folks you might pass coming right back down. So humility is important. No need to brag and show off and you know constantly being comparison, comparing yourself with others and putting yourself above everyone else. Let's not do that. And a lot of times people who come into money tend to do that, although they say um marlon that you are always that way it's just that now you have the money the money reveals who you really are is that true i don't know
12: i i believe that we very are, true i believe that money and power would do that to you
1: you see people for who they Reveal.
12: really are yeah yep yeah you give somebody a bunch of money or you give them power you see the, the the things that they really do it's really them don't you know yeah. is who they are just activate another side of them that was always there mm.
1: okay Ah, uh, where is Lissa? Lissa is here <sighs> uh, Lissa, I, I, we I, missed you for a couple of days Lissa. Um, Lissa we missed you and lisa is here yes.
11: Let's skip. Let's I understand skip
1: the tone in your voice. So good Let morning, get everyone.
10: That one.
1: Move on. <laughs> no Marlon, be it. quiet for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like here, I'm gonna here. have to jump ship here, okay? Listen, do you jump have space here, on your here. bandwagon for me? <laughs> Please tell me you have space on your bandwagon for me. I have to jump ship and join the Celtics here. Come on, moment. Come on. <laughs> So Jalen Brown scored 25 points, Jason Tatum added 22, and the Boston Celtics moved to the brink of a berth in the NBA Finals, running away after halftime to beat the Miami Heat 93-80 on Wednesday night and take a 3-2 lead in the Eastern Conference title series. My heart is pounding. Oh Bleeding green. Bleeding green. Bleeding green. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Woo! It's a good week. Um, ah. Rosola and Lissa, the room is quiet. You notice Al Horford had 16 points and Derek White added 14 for the Celtics. Tatum finished with 12 rebounds and nine assists. Ah! Bam Adebayo scored 18 points and grabbed 10 rebounds for the Heat who shot 32% in the game after shooting 33% in Boston's 20-point win in Game 4. Gabe Vincent added 15, Jimmy Butler had 13, and Duncan Robinson scored 11 for Miami. Game 6, Boston, Friday night. Where there'll be a pair of newly named trophies bearing the names of Celtic legends, will be waiting. Ooh, ay ay ay! Uh, yeah yeah
11: yeah yeah. Whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> I got to give credit. Boston is—they want this. They're playing like they want it. Miami is playing like crap. Um, mm. it, they Boston won every single. Half, Miami only won one half. I think that was like game two. I think in the third quarter, and um, Boston is playing like they wanted. So um, if Miami don't tighten up, it's gonna be Boston and Golden State. So, so Alyssa, or Alyssa, or Rhonda, or Rosa, whatever you guys name. <laughs> he,
10: he's upset,
1: guys. Wait a oh, so minute! do you forget my name, sir. Upset. You understand? he's upset he is not happy how much money no, you let me in call marlon? you about these clothes don't do it how much money you losing marlon because that sounds like <laughs> you're bleeding over there
11: don't worry about that <laughs> but...
1: <I don't> really... <laughs> uh, <Ronda? laughs> he can't even Funny. talk <laughs> he's like uh, lissa Rhonda, uh, ronda rosa whatever Rochelle, your name ronda. is <laughs> Miami, mean, he got him all messed up.
11: <laughs> I realize uh, Jay and uh, disappeared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they left me all alone.
10: Your council has <laughs> left the room.
1: Oh my gosh. And Dre mm. is squad.
10: <laughs> hey, hey, Dre. Oh, gosh. Oh God.
9: You no, know,
12: one? You know, I, 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 I just <laughs> came in here, and all I have to say, I don't know what you guys talking about, but I don't want to be mixed up in it. <laughs> oh, my God, okay,
1: Marlon. Okay, we'll
12: Stay quiet.
1: I thought okay, y'all yeah. had a bro code, man. What's up, mm-hmm. Marlon? James,
12: No, I, and- I I have know <laughs> where to pick up, so I can't. <laughs> Sorry, <Marlin. laughs> okay, That's
10: a good
1: one, Dre. That's a good one. Oh, Marlon, you may have to rethink. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um,
11: I'm telling you.
10: No, so the bets are already in the black book. I have remember. I'm the bookie. Yeah, I we, can't change,
1: we can't change those okay. bets again. Those bets now. James,
11: James decided to show up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look all this beating for the past 20 minutes. What
6: happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I heard my name.
11: They, 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 were, they destroyed me, man. Lissa and Ro in moments. destroyed me, bro. James,
1: James, you didn't hear the story, James. You didn't hear the story. Celtics run past the Heat 9380. <laughs> run! <laughs> see the green powder? Green smoke. Green smoke. (sighs) So, Marlon is over here, tongue-tied, stuttering, stammering, very upset. This is what he says, Lissa, Rosolo, Ronda, whatever your
6: name is. (laughs) (laughs) He don't even know names no more. It's (laughs) not a fear fight, though.
10: James.
6: It's say? not a fair fight. Okay, Everybody's James, injured. You can go back wherever you're coming from. No, Kylari's <laughs> injured. Um Jimmy Butler's oh, injured. Here, Tyler go. e here goes the nonsense. North American culture. Yeah, they're excuses. playing the depleted
10: team. Excuses. This is some nonsense. If Miami won, you would be talking a bunch of crap right now. Now all of a sudden <gasps> the people are hurt. No. We smoked you. We smoke I love Miami. That's my number two team, but I believe Green and James last Puss night. So fast. So so you know, fan off the the smoke, the green smoke <gasps> that's there. Oh my gosh. And don't make excuses. You
6: just <sighs> lost. <sighs> oh. Yeah, yeah, but 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 for Boston, for Boston, that's not a, a true test though. Are they gonna go past Golden State when they, they, they're playing like a beat down Miami team, you know?
10: One day at a they time. Sh- they they shouldn't feel good. At, they shouldn't feel good us. about that victory. I don't care what you have to say, you're not taking care <gasps> nothing from me. Oh my gosh. We're going to take it one day at a time one step at a time don't worry about it game six boston garden let's go Being a hater is
1: not a good look james i know <laughs> thank you <Jeez. laughs> You're drinking
10: that hatery
1: puff puff
5: fast. <laughs> Lisa, i'm sorry but, what then, does then, your then. shirt say can you can you say it out loud Alyssa, what are you shirt Okay, okay, yeah. thank you. I'm sorry, I just didn't yeah. see it.
6: Yeah. Yeah. But, but moments. Yes! Oh, here we go, here now, we go. No, no, if, if I was Marlon, I, I wouldn't buy those courtside tickets anymore for, like, game six. I'd stay home <laughs> and watch it. See, you're gonna lose out on some courtside tickets, you know?
1: <laughs> Is that supposed to be a comeback, James? Is that supposed to be a clapback? <laughs> They didn't
10: know what to say. He <laughs> should have probably just stayed on mute, like Dre was doing. <laughs> Take <off. laughs> He's not on your side, Marlon. <laughs> He's not helping you. You need Andell. Andel
12: and- can't. Even it, I,
1: not even Andel can come in here right now.
12: <laughs> even when hey. I decide not to participate, I hear my name. <laughs> That's what we do, Dre. You getting dragged Drag it, in it. this? <laughs> Dragging <laughs> it. Can't, okay, can win this one, mm-hmm. oh James, know, retreat.
11: Staying quiet, man.
1: You notice the other men in the room are very quiet. Yeah, boy For moments,
6: a, <laughs> um, I, I think we're gonna have to, we're, we're gonna have to get the Santas to revoke your your, your your you know citizenship. You know, uh, not <laughs> I've been I, here before oh, God, him. Before. <laughs> De, deport, deport, you back. Deport you to Boston.
10: <laughs> Did you say you've been here before him? I've been <laughs> here
9: deport before him. Before, before,
1: before he walked over. <laughs> oh gosh you know what this is fun I don't blame Mandela I would have disappeared too
5: Mandela <laughs> oh, uh, has to make some money so he can pay his bets
1: that's <laughs> right you know what well, well I'm
6: I have Ooh. a bet going for like a hundred Canadian dollars versus a hundred US, so I'm I'm <sighs> still confident about that bet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, here we go. <laughs> Let me run on to the next story.
11: You should have done <laughs> a long time ago. You
1: should
11: have that
5: on camera. A with a puff of green smoke. <laughs> with
10: a puff of green <laughs> smoke. With a puff of green <laughs> smoke. <laughs> All
5: I'm
10: on.
1: enjoying this so much. Oh, <sighs> gosh, thanks. Portugal, oh, Portugal has approved the sale of Chelsea by Abramovich. Okay. The Portuguese government has given its authorization for the sale of Chelsea by Roman Abramovich, who is a Portuguese passport holder and needed its approval. The decision by Portugal was announced on Thursday, a day after the British government approved the sale of Chelsea by the sanctioned Russian oligarch, to a consortium fronted by a part owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Portugal's rubber stamp was also needed for the deal worth 2.5 billion pounds, which is 3.1 billion U.S. dollars, the highest price ever for a sports team to go through. Is that good or bad? Wow. Wow. Just throwing around billions like that. Can somebody talk to me in billions, please? Oh my gosh. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. Our first story comes to us out of Belize. Search continues for person who tried to poison villages. Police are continuing the search for a person in Belize who allegedly tried to poison almost 2,000 residents. Wow. Of the San Vicente village, Toledo district between Sunday and Monday last week. No one has been arrested and charged for that. Investigators are still doing their best to find the orchestrator of that crime. Poisoning a water system is like a public terror. You can cause harm to more than one person. And in these villages, we know that they rely on the water system for everything. So we're not letting go of that investigation. Rightly so. That is wicked. How can you do that? Try to poison up an entire village of people by contaminating their water? As I'm reading this, I'm thinking about the... the, Flint, Michigan situation. Has that been fixed?
5: Or is it ongoing? No. That's okay. an ongoing thing. That's going to take years.
1: This is such a shame. In Trinidad and Tobago, the government discontinues the TT travel pass system. Yay! From June 1, the TT travel pass system will be discontinued. Minister of Health, Terence Deal Singh, Singh, repronounce that D E Y A L D L say okay made the announcement while speaking at a media conference on Wednesday. He said non-nationals as well as well as nationals are no longer required to prove their vaccination status to enter the country. However, they must provide a negative PCR test taken no more than forty eight hours before their arrival. So who wants to go to Trinidad? Carry on, go to Trinidad. You don't have to be worried. Just make sure you get that PCR test done. That's it. And protect English as language of labor force, says the prime minister. And this one comes to us courtesy of the Jamaica Gleaner, Contending that English is an economic asset to the country, Prime Minister Andrew Holness has said that it is time for Jamaicans to accept it as the ideal language of the labor force. Wholeness was speaking at ITEL's 10th anniversary celebration, which saw the opening of a second business process outsourcing location in Kingston on Wednesday. Take away all the cultural issues about language being a barrier to access and the ability to speak in our social context, being a barrier to access. We need to get over that and ensure that we protect the English language in our country as discreet from our Jamaican language which we must speak as we will and as we want. But get over this nonsense that no one, that one is going to block you from access in the society. Noting that the BPO sector today boasts approximately 54,000 employees, the Prime Minister asserted that the basis of their employment is rooted in their ability to speak the English language. He said that the social and cultural issues that have held the country down in the past must be put aside to focus on economic prosperity added to that Holness said that he has had a good discussion with cuban ambassador fermin gerbin quinones sanchez suggesting that the possibility exists of adopting spanish as a second language Holness said it is time jamaicans seek to be multilingual to better position themselves in the job market after meeting with businesses I agree wholeheartedly with that. Hear here me out. A lot of people, a lot of Jamaicans don't agree. They feel they just need to speak Patua and English, period. English is the international language. In many countries where English is not the predominant language, it is taught in schools. They have to do it. Jamaica geographically is situated in the caribbean basin and we're surrounded by what spanish-speaking countries i can't say we're surrounded by english speaking because florida is above cuba so to the north of us we have cuba to the east we have haiti and dominican republic to the south we have south america with only i think guyana And Suriname, if I'm not mistaken, that speak English. Central America, there's only Belize, really. Haiti, let me tell you something. They're trilingual. Hold on. Yeah, French, Creole. No, four. They speak four languages. A lot of them. Don't 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 be fooled. A lot of them they speak French Creole. They speak Spanish. They speak French and they speak English. Don't play with these Haitians. Jamaica is the only country with its citizens who feel that they don't need to learn another language, but they want everybody to learn the Pato, or you must communicate with them in Pato. And that is a part of the reason that will hold us back too, because we're not thinking wider. We have to know how to embrace other cultures. And it goes even deeper, believe it or not. I've spoken to some Jamaicans who, if it's not Jamaican food, them now want it to eat. If it's not brown stewed chicken, ox oxtail cooked down with browning curry, which is not even, <laughs> it wasn't even originated in Jamaica. If it's not certain things, them don't want it to eat. They carry Italian food to them. Don't carry Latin cuisine to them. Don't bring any other cuisine to them. Strictly Jamaican, adapt me. I say. You have some Jamaicans, they don't want to hear anything on, unless you're talking about Jamaica. So close-minded. Yes, I am grateful and I appreciate that my mother taught Spanish, so that's how I learned Spanish. She taught it at high school. She taught it at the University of Miami. She taught the Spanish-speaking people to speak English. She taught it throughout high school. So I grew up around Spanish all the time. And I'm grateful for for it. The only thing I don't do is I don't practice it the way I should. Right? I really don't. Lazy. That's what I'll call it. I'll call myself lazy on that um, note.
12: Spanish is the second <laughs> language on paper on paper in Jamaica, and they do teach it. Um, I think the problem we have in Jamaica is that there's just not a lot of Spanish people around for, for them to practice it, because I learned Spanish right through um, school mm-hmm. in Jamaica. I mean, in, in, um, even before high school. And then in high school, they, they give you a chance to, you know, Pick what language it, yeah. you want to do French. Yeah. Yeah. And most people speak sp- Spanish. And I'm telling you, like, is only, I would say, a 20% of a whole graduating class will actually, like, come out knowing how to speak the language. Mm-hmm. No one knows. And, and, and because there's no one to practice it with. Right. You know, I came to the States now. And I could read Spanish mm-hmm. because I do in Spanish all my life. In Jamaica, I just can't speak it and I can't understand. But if I see it, I could read it, mm-hmm. I understand everything that's going on, you know. Until I decided, no, even to graduate college, I did Spanish again. I still can't speak it <laughs> because <laughs> un- until un- until when I just decide, like no, I need to know how to speak a second language. And then I had a whole bunch of Mexican friends in California, and that's how I start like speaking it good. Good. And then when I'm not around them and not practicing again, then I lose. But you
1: can immerse yourself in the language by go around
12: practice you... the language.
1: Yeah, I lost you there for a little bit, but I was saying you can practice it by immersing yourself. Watch Telemundo, Televi- uh, Univision. You can listen to the Spanish stations. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um. But I think it's very important. Let me, can I, let me be brutally honest with one of the reasons why I don't practice Spanish. It's because of Jamaicans. It's because of Jamaicans. And I'm not going to tiptoe around and pre- pretend anymore. It's because of Jamaicans. You tell them that you understand it, you speak it, you read it, you write it, whatever. They look down on you. Or should I say look down? Um, so who you think you are. And everything for them is, oh, you think you're better than. How does that come into play here? Instead of saying, oh, I wish I knew it too. No. They don't do that. They push you in a corner. And so because you're being constantly pushed into the corner, you say, you know what? Mm, I'm, I'm going to refrain. I'm going to move away from it. And, yes, um, Dre, it is taught in the high schools, throughout all the high schools, um, from fifth, I'm sorry, sixth, yeah, fifth form, sixth form, what am I saying? Seven, eight, nine. It's mandatory. It's mandatory yes. in grades seven, eight, and nine. When you get to 10th grade where you choose your, um, your majors, whether you want to go into the sciences or business or, home, you know, you want to do, like, home economics, that sort of thing, Some many students opt to drop it then of course if you want to do french you had to do spanish well when i was in high school you had to do spanish if you wanted to do french i also did two years of french hated it failed it miserably right um yeah but you're right we leave high school and not many of us use it we don't and it's a shame We could be so much further ahead if we had a second language. Train our brains. Be sharp. I admire people who were not even taught English in school. They taught themselves English. And when you ask them how, I just listen to radio, they tell you, or I just watch TV in English so that I'm able to grasp it. They don't speak perfect English, but they speak it. And I'm going to tell you something else too. And this was funny to me. I remember when I moved here permanently and started working. Year 2000, I was working at a bank in Boca Raton. There was a young girl, Venezuelan. They brought something to her to translate it. She speaks Spanish. So the manager brought a letter to her and asked her to translate it. She couldn't because she couldn't read it. And I looked at her and I said, "Can I see that?" And I read it for her so that she could translate it. Isn't that something? So there are a lot of them who didn't learn to re- they didn't learn to read Spanish that speak Spanish right here in the states the third, what you call second generation, third generation, the children, the grandchildren, didn't learn the techniques of it. They only know how to do orals, converse, that's it. We have the added benefit of learning to read and write Spanish. What we call proper Spanish. So, yeah, I think we're missing out on a huge opportunity. And when I, was done, when I was done, she was like, but you don't speak Spanish. I'm like, no, I don't. But I can read it for you, no problem. So I agree. It needs to be enforced. You can't be surrounded by Latin America. And can't even communicate with the people. Makes no sense well that's my look at outlook right that's my outlook um my children they refuse to speak it uh two of them have beautiful accents when they do say anything but they push back and i tell them no you, you know you you're gonna regret this one day you're gonna regret it it is so important Right? Don't, let's not restrict and hold ourselves back. I'm done. Speak. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not done with the article. I'm so sorry. Um, In the same breath, the prime minister reiterated that the restructuring of the education sector is imperative with businesses expressing challenges in meeting labor force demands. And here is one of the challenges that they're facing. And this is where I have to give it to the American system, especially when you hit college. Um. You have to present yourself as though you are in the workforce, if, the, if what I'm saying makes sense, meaning you are given real-life situations to navigate. I find that in the British model, which is, of course, what Jamaica falls under, you are more theoretical. You have to stick to theory. There is no real practical, right? Right? And I think we need to make a shift. Prepare students for real life. It shouldn't be that they have to get to university before they're exposed to real life scenarios and how to make um, decisions, how to enact critical thinking. I think it should be taught from primary school. Teach them to think. Don't teach them to regurgitate. And that is what the British system has done. To us. And I think we're still hung up on that. People complain about the cost to go to Heidel. But Heidel and the American um, school, and I think Priory back in Jamaica, um, they conditioned them to think. While, of course, teaching them the theory, they also. Force them to think on their feet navigate different scenarios, situations and I have to give it to that school people say oh it costs too much but it's a sacrifice many parents are willing to make because they realize that it's better how many of us come out of the Caribbean seen but not heard it's stemming from that mentality Or if you're going to express yourself, you have to express yourself in accordance with what was pushed down your throat. And you have to regurgitate that, and that is your train of thought, and you must stick to only that. So I agree. They have to restructure the education sector. It is imperative. Otherwise, we're going to be left behind. That's it for stories out of Jamaica, out of the Caribbean, I should say. And out of um, Latin America, Cuba, They're a little concerned because, you know, the saying once bitten twice shy. Um, Caution and confusion meet eased U.S. sanctions. Marilyn Alvarez seemed to be just the sort of person that eased American sanctions on Cuba. Yeah, she's concerned with the aid of money sent by a cousin living in the United States. She began transforming the entrance to her ground floor apartment into a tiny cafe about four years ago. It was one of myriad small private businesses blossoming in the communist, communist-led island as the U.S. President Barack Obama's opening to Cuba led to more money and visitors from the north. She bought a freezer, a juicer, and some cups. She installed a new water faucet and was about to add a sink to go with it, as well as chairs and ingredients for the food she was going to sell to her folks from her doorway in Havana. But then it all fell apart. Former President Donald Trump tightened the six-decade-old embargo of Cuba and sharply restricted money transfers to Cuba in late 2020, shutting down the system that made them relatively easy. Western Union transfers to a government-owned Cuban exchange house. And as a result, Alvarez and many others abandoned their applications for small business licensing. Now the administration of new president Joe Biden is once again making it legal for Americans to send large amounts of money to Cuba, saying it hopes to stimulate private enterprise there. But so much has changed over the past two years that Alvarez is wary of reviving her plans, an example of the caution with which many Cubans are greeting the new measures and confusion about how they may work. I have a question, James. Is James still here? Or he probably had to dodge out. But Oh, James is still here. Good. Here's my question. We, the Biden administration is easing some things. So why then isn't the invitation extended to them for the summit of the Americas? Number one. Number two. Can something be put in place so that the next president that goes in cannot reverse it, that the C- Cubans continue can continue to get economic help relief from their relatives here or in in the states? Those are my two questions.
6: Yeah, yeah, I think I think other countries need to. Kind of step up and engage the U.S. because I know, I know. I think Canada, apart from like China um, and Venezuela, Canada does a lot of business with with um, Cuba. But I think there's some there's some agreement between the, the the American government or the Canadian and the Canadian government that they can only do, but so much they they can't, you know, go to a certain extent cuz um there are Canadian companies that operate in 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 Cuba but you know because as i said like it it makes no sense like this this is going for what 60 years this is going for 60 years and it it makes no sense because um America continues to do businesses with um with Russia with China with other countries that if you look if you look into it like they' they they're worse than, than Cuba what what Cuba has been accused of like those countries are, are worse um, and you know like I, I just have a, I have a friend that just went to went to Cuba um, she just came back like last week she's a she she lives in Canada her son has some like speech um, issue. And it's cheaper, like, in, in Canada, even though healthcare is, is like, um, free here, like, there, there are certain things that you have to pay for. And she could go to Cuba to have her son see, like, a speech pathologist for, I I think, something like $500 per month, where, in Canada, she would have to pay, like, $2,000. And, you know, like, she's able to send remittance back home to, like, her her... Her mom, and her other family members. So, you know, like I, I, just feel it's time. You know, Cuba, Cuba's made certain moves, like in terms of having election. You know, um, they, you know, Castro is no longer there. You know, so I don't know what they're still holding on to, for. You know, 60, 60 years is a long time. You know, and and yeah, like Cuba's no. Like nuclear threat or or anything like that, and it just seemed like it just seemed disingenuous to say like okay you, you want the government to, to take better care of their people when you are kind of putting a, a a a lock on on food supply and stuff that can go there so people can live better life like like they're contributing to the suffering of of people in Cuba while saying that they're, they're trying to help them and it makes no sense. Kind of like saying
1: to people, go get a job, but not giving them the training.
6: What exactly. boggles
12: my mind is the Cubans in Miami support the party that is not freeing them up. <laughs> That's the thing that boggles my mind. Every time I speak to a Cuban um, from Miami, you know, and I'm trying to put it together and they keep on telling me about the land and stuff that their grandmother and grandfather lose and and um, they need not to be communists and all of that stuff. But I'm saying, yeah, I understand all of that. But if you support the embargo, these are your people that are suffering. Mm-hmm. So I I, 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 I I get everything that you're saying, but I can't understand why would you guys support the party that support the embargo and as, as as james says 60 years like having your foot on the neck don't work and and i agree with um president obama said the only way is through engagement yeah i definitely believe that's the only way because that's when, when the people them get a taste of the, the 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 lookalikes here and there and things free up and free up they will turn around and overthrow the government, but you have to have um, engagement. You have to have a United States embassy down there. I, I don't know what getting to Trump had him close the, the um, embassy. The
1: embassy just reopened
12: the other day. Yeah, I know it reopened, but it was closed when when remember when the Cuban people them took to the street the other day took to the street the other day. The embassy was closed then, and I was looking at it like, "Y'all yeah, idiots! If the embassy was open, this would be a perfect time to go in." because the people were ready, but the US couldn't go in because there's no embassy, there's nothing to protect for the United States government. And I was like, only if the embassy was open, y'all could have went in and helped those people because now you have a vested interest because the embassy, but it was closed at the time. So I think Biden is, is taking the right step mm-hmm. with slowly opening up everything, the embassy going again, and anytime the people take to
6: the streets, We lost you there, Dre. Um Yeah. Yeah, but Dre like the, the, the Cubans in the Cubans in, 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 in Florida, what well, a lot of people don't know, like a lot of the Cubans in Florida are the Cubans that are there now, they are descendants from those who 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 were in Cuba like for the past seventy years and was a part of the group that Castro kick up. Not just that, but they went back they went back to Cuba with the American government um, to, to, to to kind to try and over to, to try and, and and you know get rid of Castro. That war that that America lost against Cuba when, right, when they the invaded Cuba. Like those Cubans were a part part of it. So I think it's 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 political. Like a lot of it is political. And the thing is like sometimes you have to be on the ground to to know what's really going on. Because one, one other thing with, with, with Cuba, like a lot of people don't know that Cuba Cuba was like the last America, Las Vegas in the 50s. Ah, you know, true, with all the true. burlesque dancers and stuff like that. Um, it was American, like a playground for like American millionaires who wanted to go be involved in gambling and prostitution. And when the, the, the Castro, when they over, overthrew um, the government that was there before them, they said that they didn't want anything American in their country. And they and you know, so I think it's 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 deep, it's it's more deep-rooted than than we're seeing on the surface. Because like even in engagements now, like whatever engagement that they have with the American government, the, the Obama administration, they wanted to keep their identity. When I went there the last time, that that was one of the stuff that not only governments we're talking about, but people on the street, they were talking about keeping their own identity, not wanting their country to be overtaken with like McDonald's and Burger King and stuff like that. So I think there, it's, it's like a bunch of different wars going on, you know, within, within this one embargo thing, because they wanted to keep their, their authenticity. And I think that's one of the things that America is probably not going to have their way so they're, they're probably not going to lift the embargo because they're not going to be able to go in with their companies and take over. And the way Cuba is structured now, like the companies w- would have to partner with the government. So I, I think there's, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, a lot
1: of layers to it. Many layers. Oh, hey. Go ahead, Fabian.
0: Yes, just want to say good morning, everybody. Good morning.
1: Um,
0: I think putting, agreeing to and supporting an embargo to your own country is one of the most selfish things uh, that any um, descendant of that country can do. We know that embargoes never work. Okay, uh, the regular man is most affected by it. So any dictator that might be in, in in power, he is still going to get the best that the world has to offer. So enough, we know he will, he or she will not suffer. So for this Cuban community down here in south florida to support this this embargo which only hurts their own relatives back on the island has really just made no sense to me at all i mean i i i, I have friends that are from there are descendants of there and the stories that they tell me the, the deplorable yes they they give free uh you know health care and 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 as far as education, but aside from that, uh, the living conditions there are just, for the regular man, are just deplorable, deplorable. Yeah. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it.
3: And and just a real quick back up what Fabian is saying. A few years years ago, I went with my my children to Cuba, and. A simple thing as making a phone call. It was a great experience for them because they realized that, you know, their experience here in the U.S. is luxurious, right? And uh, a phone call back, you have to go to a pay phone, buy a phone card, go to a pay phone and make the call back. Um, there's a place called the Pan American Village where in uh, Katahina, I think it was, where every day you see people trying to get a little bit of uh, Wi-Fi so that they can go online and Wi-Fi is almost non-existent. It's very, very slow. And uh, very bright people, very pleasant. And in some cases, food is is being rationed down there. Um, If you go to the store, buy a bottle of water, the water from the government store is less expensive, while a private individual who have a corner shop, he's taxed. You know, crazily, some crazy exorbitant tax, taxes that they're, they're paying. So as Fabian was saying, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's a common um, people that suffer. A lot of Russians down there, um, their businesses and so forth. But uh, yeah, just wanted to support what Fabian was saying just now.
1: Cuba. I, I always struggle with why they would support an embargo. I really do. No country is perfect, none whatsoever. But what I've also found is a lot of the Cubans here in Miami—they bleach out their hair and try to pass themselves off as being white. Why they do it, I don't know. Because the minute they open their mouth, you can't you know, escape it. You, you Cuban, the accent give away. You, you can't help it. So stop, stop thinking you are what you're not. Trying to blend in. Embrace who you are. But here's the thing. With the last election, remember, Trump kept threatening them with um, this illusion that if the, the, whatchamacallit, the Biden administration goes in, it's going to be a return to communism. And because they're so frightened by that word, they went that way. He made a bunch of promises, which I can't even remember them now, but he made a bunch of promises to the Cubans right here in Miami when he went down to um, Little Havana. And the minute they voted for this, they voted for him, right? And then he turned his back on them. And I was like, good. Wake your asses up, You Cuban. They don't like you either.
6: It is what it is. Yeah, moment. One, one thing I realized when, when, when I went there, like, you know, even as a Jamaican, I can say it, like, Cuba is the most beautiful country I've ever been to in terms of natural beauty. Like, regardless of the infrastructure, the old buildings that are there from, like, the 40s and 50s, like, you know, like, I I, I went on this beach and when you look at the the beach you know like when you you, you go into nature and you're, my, you're you're just looking and you're saying like my gosh like god is so good like to create something like this like the, the a piece of beach that I saw there like I've never seen that anywhere else in the world it's just words can't even explain how beautiful it is and you know when you look and you see like cars from 1950 and these cars if 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 you if you had like, one of these cars in front of you with a 2022 model, you're going to pick the 1950 car, the way these guys um, take nothing. Like, they, 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 they just use whatever litter that they have to, like, upholster these cars, to, to 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 spray these cars, and these cars are immaculate. When you go, like, to a car show in Cuba and you see, like, these cars from, like, i'm telling you like some some cars like with spokes like spoke wheels and and you wonder oh that the condition these stuff and when you realize and and you, and you, and you know that you know it kind of you that these people could have been living way better lives because 90 of of what the cuban people could have is not there because of the embargo yeah. they are living on 10 percent Yep. they are living on 10%. And 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 when I when I went there and I'm comparing it to Jamaica and you go to some place like I've not I've not been to everywhere there, but I've not seen anything in Cuba that look like Riverton City. Wow. Nothing at all <laughs> that look like Riverton City. Well, and Jamaica is getting a hundred percent of what they can get. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, like if, if these people can survive education, like I've been to Dominican Republic, I've been to other places. These people speak English perfectly. The Cuban people, like everybody's friendly. Like, and and, and sometimes people have this image that, yeah, there are people on boats trying to escape. The same way there are people lined up at embassies in Jamaica every, every day to escape. But there are also people that don't want to go anywhere. Yep.
1: Cuba, we hope that one day they will be set free.
9: piense que la vida
1: what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern and tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone QMZRadio.com It's music, news, and naturalist views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's a real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sinatra Solo, and Marlin at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse and tune into qmzradio.com, and janoradio.com. Don't forget to join us next week for another stimulating conversation. Check out the Jano Radio crew. Download the app today, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosola for the Rosolo Show every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, and right after that, stay tuned for DJ Rookie as he takes over from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern with Vibes Tuesday. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkematic every Thursday 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern and then come Friday, kick off your weekend with Wanted Friday 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mixmaster Kevon and he returns on Saturday 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Freestyle Saturday. Saturdays and Sundays 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, DJ Simple brings us Blazing Saturdays and Big People Sunday. Coming up after the music break, we do have or we're going to try to squeeze in something from Believe It or Not and Entertainment News. But who remembers this other one? Secret Lovers Atlantic Star.
2: Cause if we found out, it could mess up both our happy homes. I hate to think about us all eating up together.
9: As soon as I look at you, it will show. so
1: Thank you to all our listeners tuned in on qmzradio.com and jano and of course a big thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse this is where the conversation happens you are in tune to coffee into world news on the go every monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views you just heard atlantic star with secret lovers Now let's see if I can squeeze in one or two more stories because it's almost that time, folks. Believe it or not, elderly woman in California carjacked while giving out food to the homeless. An elderly woman was carjacked while handing out meals to homeless people in Los Angeles. CBS News reports the incident took place on Tuesday at around 3.30 p.m. when a thief ran up on an 81-year-old woman who was giving out meals to the homeless in the parking lot of a supermarket. The entire incident was captured on surveillance footage. The news outlet reports that the suspect used force to rob the woman of her keys and then struggled to try to get her into the vehicle from the driver's side. I do hope they catch this person. I really hope they do. A sex sexting in Michigan resulted in three arrests, one of which included the apprehension of a college track and field coach. On Tuesday, the Shiawassee, and I, please don't crucify me for saying that wrong, but I hope I got it right, Shiawassee County Sheriff Brian Begon announced three men were arrested while trying to meet up with a 15-year-old girl who actually was an undercover cop. Their arrests come as the 14th, 15th, and 16th arrests that have come from the SHOT team which is a team that was organized to create sex sting busts. The men's ages were 65, 28, and 35. Wow. But you know what I'm glad that they're finding them. And they just need to keep finding them. Keep catching them. Keep catching these people. Because they they're clearly not watching the news. A Georgia pastor has lost her life at the hands of a disturbed former inmate whom she was mentoring. On Wednesday, May 18, Reverend Marita Harrell was mentoring 27-year-old Christopher Griggs at his home in the 1300 block of Panola Road. The pastor was trying to help him get his life back on track following his many jail stints. During their time together, Griggs attacked Harrell with a large kitchen knife, stabbing her to death. He then loaded her body into a van and drove it to a remote location on the 1600 block of Coffee Road, where he set her body on fire. Harold's husband, Antonio, and daughter Marie became concerned when she failed to return home following her visit with Griggs. They tracked her phone, which led to the discovery of her burning body. Griggs is a former inmate whose previous charges included sexual assault and impersonating a police officer. That is so unfortunate. And I'm just going to head straight on into entertainment news. Uh, Nick Cannon says his children's mothers don't have to get along. Nick Cannon says his harem of baby mamas do not need to get along with one another as long as they get along with him. The actor and comedian sat down with the Big Tigger morning show last week where he dished on his relationship with the women and his seven children. He also has baby number eight on the way with model Brie. The 41-year-old explained that his relationships with the women work so well because he does not keep any secrets from them. He maintains that his honesty is what keeps them all content. Cannon also says he is not concerned with the women liking one another as long as he has no issues parenting and communicating with them. They don't have to get along. They all get along with me. A lot of people have a lot of children as well and they kind of keep it quiet or they don't talk about it. I lean into mine, the TV show host shared. Despite his recent vasectomy appointment with a procedure now in consideration, Cannon feels there is still a chance he could have more children. Okay, then. Um,
11: There's a the shortage for the baby formula. The Cannon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Here's what I will say. It is important that they get along to some degree. After all, the the, the children are all siblings. You're going to have them, and you don't want to create conflict or tension. Um, Do what my grandfather did. Everybody got along. (laughs) I'm done. Somebody had their bike open. I do apologize.
7: One minute. Let's go.
8: Yeah, his money, his money is what makes him get along so, so lovely. Absolutely. <laughs> take, take, take away the money. And there'd be so much contention. He'd be, he be trying to run away to another country someplace.
1: I mean, I mean my grandfather had all his children, all different mothers. <laughs> um, family dinners. They're there um <laughs> church there there <laughs> you know what let me not i saw a peaceful situation right that's what i saw a peaceful situation i don't know what went on um behind the scenes but um i grew up seeing everybody get along every, all the children together um family a lot of family dinners um if we would go to linsted rose hall in linsted for a family dinner um, of course, one sister, with her mother lives with her there. Um, his wife, we all go there, and everybody sits and laughs. Um, if we go into Kingston to another sister, um, <laughs> where my dad's mother uh, was, because my dad was my, his mother's first child. You know, Everybody gets along, and I never saw a problem. I didn't see anybody arguing, complaining. The carryings on that you're seeing today. He kept it together. Granted, yes, he did look after all his children. He certainly did look after his children. So I don't know, I don't know, if, I don't know, naturalist. <laughs> but I think he needs to stop. But who am I to say he needs to stop? He can afford it. And as long as they're all emotionally good, that's good. Go right ahead.
8: <laughs> yeah, grandfather had a different time on a, a, a different era. <laughs> <laughs> it is no comparison to not. I mean, personally, no, I don't, I don't really have, a, have an issue with him having fifty kids, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm a true believer in that. If you can afford to take care of these kids and they are not um, being neglected, uh, as far as where they want and their needs are concerned, and that's fine. I choose to that one kid because, as a person who grew up with no father, and I said to myself, you know I never want my child to experience that, um, that, that loneliness. And then also as a person who grew up in a house where they had to make decisions where, you know, you can't do certain things because you couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. I chose that one kid because I want to make sure whatever I, my daughter needs or my child needs at that time, you know, they can have. So if you can afford to have more than one kid, I'll say the more the marry. You know, as long as you can afford to have to, to take care of them. Yeah.
1: So I got to squeeze in this last story. Really have to squeeze it in. Dancehall artist Skilly Bang, who has been described as a rising star, on Wednesday hit the studio with DJ Khaled, another one. In several Instagram posts on Wednesday, Khaled, who has been very open about his love for dancehall music in Jamaica, treated the Crocodile Teat artist to lunch before hitting the studio. Among the mostly Jamaican fare were Escovitch Fish, Patty Jerked Chicken, Oxtail and Curried Goat, with DJ Khaled's chef sharing that they wanted to give the wop-wop artist a taste of home. All right, let's see what they're cooking up. And thank you, Loop, for typing it right. The only thing you got wrong, escovich, should be escoviched. But anyway, you got the jerked part right. Thank you. I appreciate you, Loop, for that. Yeah, so let's see what they're cooking up in the studios. You know, um, I expect something good. I hope DJ Khaled does not disappoint me. Please, Khaled, don't. Don't, don't you dare. And
8: you, uh, you're you really, you really, you really expect something good. Keep <laughs> name me <name, name>, <laughs> a song that he collaborates with with a Jamaican artist that was considered a great song. I can't uh, think of it.
1: Oh uh, gosh. Uh, oh gosh. That's what you put me on the spot with that one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hold on. Let me see. I'm sorry.
8: Continue. Continue. No
1: man. No man. No man. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. You put me on the spot. I'm mega fanning. Mega it. Hold on. I'm gonna find it. I guarantee I'm gonna find one that I like. I guarantee. Where I'm,
8: where I'm from, um, the one in with, 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 with Bujabantan and Mavad, and sizzla garbage. I can't think. I can't think of any.
6: <laughs> How about the one with Justin Bieber? Oh gosh. Anyway,
1: I'm sorry. I do have to rap. <laughs> Naturalist, you are so bad. I do have to rap.
8: Maybe, maybe Wild Thoughts, Rihanna. Take her take the rapping part. Yeah. <laughs>
1: probably all right there's cameo with Candy.
9: candy
1: I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to cut that song short. And I love me that song. (laughs) Nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. The slogan, press on, has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. Calvin Kuhlman. Yes, to all the listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, Janoradio.com, and everyone who joined me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens, thank you. Thank you for tuning in and joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives.
0: Ladies,
9: ladies, ladies, ladies and
0: gentlemen, thank you. Thanks for listening.
2: Thank you for listening.
9: Thank you for tuning in to Z-Z-Z-Zono Radio.
2: Radio.
4: We are we are we are online 24/7. We
2: we we, we hope you enjoyed the show.
1: Bye-bye. Whatever you do, folks, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe. See you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here at Coffee and Toad, Janoradio.com, QMZradio.com.